24 minutes away from 2 o'clock. Well, over the last few weeks, uh, we've been talking about the Fund My Neighbourhood program. Now, this has been a state government initiative for $40 million up for grabs, and um, we could actually make the application. Anyone out in uh, the community could make the application, and uh, if it got enough votes uh, online, it actually got funded. Some great projects, including this one. You'll be a bit surprised on this one, perhaps. Yes, indeed. No business like show business. And, of course, you might recognise that wonderful uh, pipe organ. We're talking about the Capri Theatre, the uh, theatre that uh, is absolutely famous for the the wonderful organ. And it's been given a a grant through the Fund My Neighbourhood uh, project. To talk to us and explain how the situation uh, unfolds is Rachel Leverton, who's uh, one of the managers of the program. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon, Alan. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm well. I'm well. Hey, listen, you must be wrapped to the back teeth at this has been so successful because it was a bit of a trial wasn't it it's never been done this way before no it hasn't been and it was it was the pilot the first round so we're the result has been fantastic we're overwhelmed how many nominations did you get so two and a half thousand people put their ideas up of which just over 1600 went through as eligible ideas 20 million dollars 20 million dollars in round one Mm -hmm. um so anyone anywhere in throughout the state could make a nomination? You had to be a local resident and to live in the area, and if you lived in the area, then you could nominate a project in that area. That's right. What were some of the more unusual nominations? Um, we did receive some quirky ones, um, including some quirky names. Um, one of the favourite of the team was a project called Our Loser Pooped, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was obviously for some toilet upgrades, yeah. um, but, but we received some really interesting ones, um, some digital projects um, using online and digital um, to bring neighbourhoods together, um, and some really fantastic silo art projects and those kind of things. So a broad spectrum. I've got to ask, did My Loser Poop get up? My Loser Poop did get up. It did yes. get up. Okay, new dunnies on the way. <laughs> Indeed. Where, where's that? Um, from memory, that's the Beaumont Bowling Club. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> Every pun comes to mind, but we won't uh, won't go there. What, uh, what was the process? I could make a nomination uh, mm. as being a local, mm-hmm. and then what happened? Yes, so um, you put your idea in, and if it was a project on campus, Council land. The idea went to the council for support and for approval. Obviously, we didn't want to do something on local council land um, that we didn't have approval for. But if it was for something else in a different community facility, such as the um, the Capri Theatre, um, that project then, if it had support of the organisation and went through to the website, even if it met the eligibility criteria, and then people could vote on them. Yeah, and I noticed uh, just going through the votes, it, the the sort of the to get in the ballpark, there would have to be at least two hundred votes per project, wasn't it? It was sort of it, upwards from, from there. Yeah, yes, and it did vary um, across the state because we um, divided the state into fifteen funding regions to make sure that some funding went across the state. Um, you know, in different areas did um, receive different amounts of votes from the community. Yeah, mm. so it was sort of per per head of population that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, once uh, the nomination was made, it then had to go through a very verification, as you say, so mm-hmm. if it was on council land, the council had to approve it. Then what happened? Then if it was eligible, if it was verified as being eligible and meeting our criteria, it went up to the Fund My Neighbourhood website and the community had just over four weeks to vote for their favourite projects. And again, the voting was localised, so you voted for projects in your local area. So you couldn't vote for projects outside your area? No, you, you couldn't. Local. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. That's, that way you keep the, the control 
uh, in the local community. Yeah, and, and because it was for local projects, um, we want the local residents to be deciding the projects that happen in their communities. We didn't want people that live out of those areas deciding which projects for those local people. So, And the funding was from 10000 to up to 150000 I believe. That's yes, yes. So we did receive um, projects, some smaller projects, you know, between ten and 30000 and also some large projects. And, and a broad spectrum of projects got funded as well, so some smaller and some larger. Um, what was the breakdown? Do you know off the top of your head uh, the breakdown between uh, regional and projects metro? and metro? Yeah, so um, we had 49 regional projects funded and just uh, just over 150 uh, metropolitan projects funded. So, yeah, really good breakdown. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Uh, because it gives a lots, lots of times, particularly in the regions, uh, things just go completely unnoticed and there might be three or four people that, you know, are pushing that barrow. But this gave the whole community the opportunity to get behind uh, the cause, didn't it? To get it? behind ideas, that's right. And we really saw that in lots of regional areas. Um, you know, so much social media and, and people um, getting the support of their community behind their project and, eat, and supporting each other's projects, saying, oh, you know, we've got a project here to upgrade a playground, but how about that one over there for the hall? So there mm. was you know, a lot of collaboration across communities. Yeah. Again, just that there was one that we spoke uh, about, uh, which was um, a... Um a uh, armed forces uh, slouch hat ah. to be built at a local RSL club. Yes. Did that get up? That did get up. It did. That is one that has also been funded. So we're going to... Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's, that's great. That's, we, that's we one talk, of those other unique ones. <laughs> we talked to uh, some of the people actually behind that idea uh, with the uh, tongue firmly placed in cheek and uh, it's going to get up. That's going to be fabulous. Yeah, thing. that's yeah. certainly unique. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll give uh, Anzac a whole new meaning, won't yeah. it? Um, what, uh, what happens now then to these projects? Um, so the funded projects um, over the next month or a um, few weeks, we'll start talking with the organisations that sponsor them to start entering grant agreements um, because although the community voted for the projects, now we go into the funding stage. It, typical government programs, um, you know, will apply to this and so we'll have mm. grant agreements, um, finalising budgets and scopes and those kind of things. Fantastic. But this is only round one, so there'll this be another round, round next year. There will, yes. Um, and I guess uh, this gives us an opportunity to iron out all the bugs on this one. So presumably next year, more people will be uh, happy to get involved. We hope so, yeah. We'll um, certainly be getting some feedback from people and um, looking at work, what worked really well, particularly for regional areas, how they promoted their projects and how they got communities behind it so we can share those learnings um, with people for round two. Mm, fantastic. Uh, look, happy to take your calls if you want to give us a ring, if you've got any suggestions, uh, perhaps next time around. eight double two three double o double o. We'll take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk to a couple of gentlemen who are also here with us uh, and they've been successful in this Fund My uh, Neighbourhood program. And we're talking about the success of the Fund My Neighbourhood project. Your street, your decision, basically. That was uh, the nub of the uh, the message. Uh, you could nominate a project in your area and if it got enough votes on the internet, uh, the state government is stumping up the finance up to uh, a top of uh, $150,000. Now, we've got a couple of gentlemen in the studio with us at the moment. We've got uh, Corton Norris from LHI Retirement Services and also Rob Jordan from the the Capri Theatre. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Thanks for coming in. Rob, let's start with you, uh, that uh, wonderful uh, organ at uh, the Capri Theatre. That's what you're most famous for. It is. It is a true landmark, isn't it, the Capri Theatre? Yeah, it is, an, I suppose, uh, an iconic building in South Australia, uh, and certainly the organ is, uh, is, is well-known and well-loved as well. And if anyone hasn't been down there, I'd suggest you do yourself a favour to walk in and have a look at this beautiful, beautiful theatre, and then you'll be surprised with what uh, what pops up from the stage. 
stage. Yeah, there's such a lot <laughs> That's of... the organ. It is, yeah. So, <laughs> such a lot of nostalgia as well in yeah. terms of atmosphere when you're going to the movies. If you want to see the way that it was done in the old days, then uh, it's a great experience. What's the, what's the, uh, the history of the, the theatre? Yeah, so, I mean, it started out actually as part of the biggest private theatre group back in sort of 1941. It was the Clifford Theatre Group, and, uh, and it was built... In 1941, so it was the middle of the, uh, well, it was the wartime, so it was interesting that it was built at all, but of course theatres at that point in time were the only uh, way that we could access, apart mm. from, you know, listening to the wireless, but people would go along to uh, see the newsreels and find out what was going on overseas, so uh, it was still um, getting funding for those sorts of things, it was, it was still available. Uh, and then it's had a few different uh, hats on over the years. It's been an international cinema. I believe we went through a, a phase of showing R-rated movies. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's been a colourful past. Yeah. Um, and but- as, as you say, the era that it was built in, uh, it's fascinating too that it's one of the most uh, spectacular Art Deco buildings in Adelaide as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because obviously Art Deco is a, a sort of a detailed design mm. era and usually quite a glamorous one. And it is a, a glamorous building as well, but um, uh, not something you would associate with times of austerity, which exactly. war would have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the foyer is gorgeous. Uh, upstairs, go up the stairs, uh, you know, upstairs for it is just absolutely superb yeah and it's yeah. funny though because in the uh, in the 60s they modernized and so all of that art deco detailing was either stripped out uh, or it was covered up and so the theater organ society who own it now and put in the organ um have spent the last 40 years uh, restoring it back to what it looked like in 1941 and now when you go in and you look at the pictures and you look at what it um how it appears today it's identical mm. and it's fantastic it's one of the few places that sells Hague's chocolate chocolate in, the, is, in the yeah. uh, in the shop out front too <laughs> which is a very very important point for, for chocolate lovers now um as part of that restoration and and uh, uh, access to to the wonderful theater what's this project all about uh, that you applied for through the fund my neighborhood program yeah so uh we get calls on a weekly basis people asking us is there is there is the theatre accessible? Can I get in? Um, is there wheelchair to accessible toilets? And it's embarrassing to say no. And people are very understanding in because we are heritage listed and we are not for profit. And they say, oh no, I understand. But I mean, I think that we have a um, you know a social and a moral obligation to mm. uh, to to make ourselves accessible, and um, because it is a, a part of. Uh, I suppose Adelaide's history that we'd like for everybody to be able to enjoy. Uh, so um, part of our, our bid is to put in an accessible toilet and also to have uh, an electronic wheelchair lift that will um, get allow people access into the the stall section of the of the auditorium. Fantastic, and it's been successful to the tune of one hundred and eight thousand dollars. Yeah, toilets are expensive, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to mention the lift, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. But uh, no, it, uh, absolutely wonderful, and it will, you know, create access to, to a whole uh, extra slice of the community out there that deserves to go in and have a good look. Exactly, and we're going to make sure that it is done uh, in sort of the the taste and style and authenticity, hopefully, of the original design of the building. So we're very aware. I'm aware that people. 
from the public have already commented on social media that they hope we're going to do it the right way, and we certainly are. Mm. Well, you, you, you know, if you don't, I think you'll get... Uh, oh, we'll hear about uh, it. Yeah. I think you'll hear about it. You'll hear about it here as well. You know, we'll let you know if yeah. it's not doing it. Because as I said, it is a, you know, it's a compliment to you guys the way it's been done so far. It's uh, been restored to its former glory, and it's really is a credit ah, thank you. Yeah, to, to all the volunteers involved. Now, we've also got um, with us uh, Cora Norris. Uh, you're from the LHI Retirement Services. How are you? Yeah, very good. Now, you also have been successful through this uh, project. What? Firstly, tell us what LHI Retirement is. Uh, we are an aged care service. We have two resident care facilities, one at Glinda, one at Hope Valley, as well as an independent living unit community. Um, and very much the uh, independent living unit community are involved with supporting our resident care facility community, mm -hmm. so our nursing home residents. Uh, it's a, a beautiful, uh, interactive uh, service. Um, so many of our local residents who live in uh, the village setting also volunteer, and I have a lot of contact with those people. Okay. So, And how big are the establishments? How big is the village? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have uh, around about 250 residents at uh, Hope Valley living uh, independently and 300 at Glind, uh, but we also have 120 resident care facility uh, residents at Hope Valley and 104 at, uh, at Glind. So fairly big. Yeah, that's big, right. Big so jump, yeah. just, just under 800 mm. uh, community members. Mm -hmm. And uh, what did you apply for under the Fund My Neighbourhood uh, Program? Yeah, we looked at, uh, through consultation with our community, uh, getting a, a what's called a trishaw, which is a... A, a trishaw. A trishaw, okay. yes. Yeah. So um, people may know, may or may not know what that is, but what it is is uh, it's a three-wheel cycle. Uh, but these ones are specifically designed for older people. So we have the cart on the front, um, and that's really important, actually, because it... it uh, allows the passengers who bought it to actually feel that they're in control of the cycle and uh, the car itself is specifically designed for uh, people with limited mobility right. uh, it has a removable plate uh, so that people who use a, a walking frame can back into the cart uh, and it's big enough to share the experience for two people so two people can sit in the front uh, so uh, it was very, uh, I guess, important for us to uh, to look at the design, mm. uh, but also to get feedback from the community um, to see whether they thought this was a uh, a good idea and something that could benefit our communities. So, in a way, it's a gopher for two, <laughs> a three wheel gopher for two. Yeah, it's interesting you say that a gopher because it's um it's definitely a cycle. In fact, it sits under bicycle laws, um, okay, so right. quite different to a gopher, which doesn't. Um, it's also uh, a two hundred what I think it is, power-assisted uh, vehicle, uh, bike, mm. uh, which means that it's uh, that power kicks in through pedalling. Um, oh, OK, so you still mm. have to pedal. Oh, yes, oh, you okay. do. Right, oh, yeah, right. it's all... It's, um, I was under the impression it was an electric uh, No, it's, it's a great benefit for the volunteer okay. as well as the <laughs> passengers sitting in there. Um, but what it means is that uh, particularly if, uh, like at Hope Valley, for instance, we uh, on, a, on a little bit of a, an incline, yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's quite easy to uh, to ride. Now, I have, uh, I've ridden electric-assisted bikes before, and they they do climb very easily on uh, inclines so it's great it opens up uh the opportunity for many types of people to volunteer mm. uh regardless of their age and also their ability 
That's great. And how many uh, of these units would you get w- fund? Yeah, we were really fortunate um, to get uh, two tri-shores at Glind and at Hope Valley. Uh, so, uh, so you got four all up? Yeah, and you so. know, t- so we put in two separate, uh, I guess, initiatives, um, and the local communities in both of those areas um, voted enough for us to be successful on Isn't that both fantastic uh, that, uh, you know, it, it, it really is a great opportunity, um, isn't mm. it, uh, Rachel, that, that um, the locals can actually take charge of their own destiny in, the, in things like... And that's a classic example, isn't it? That's exactly right. And it's quite a unique program because not a lot of government programs like that ask the community particularly what do they want, mm. you know, what, what did the users of the facility want, um, whereas Fund My Neighbourhood is quite unique in that, in that way. Mm. Yeah, quite often you'll get uh, bureaucrats coming in and saying, OK, we're going to spend X, Y and Z on this, this and this, and not ask anyone. That's exactly whereas right. This, this is the exact opposite. This, this flips it on yeah. its head entirely. Yeah. Cora, this, this, uh, the, the, these trikes, um, uh, what, what are they called? Trishaws. Trishaws. Yes. <laughs> um, they are going to mean an awful lot to an awful lot of people as far as their independence is concerned. Well, from the feedback that we've received, in fact, that's the reason why we wanted to, mm. to get them, was allow people who, you know, who are isolated, with limited mobility, but also, more importantly, um, uh, for people whose cognition is changing. We have many people in our community, not only in our resident care facilities, but also in our village settings uh, that are... Uh, you know, have some level of dementia. Uh, it's unfortunately something uh, that affects many of us as we mm. we get older, mm-hmm. and that limits our capacity to remain connected yep. to our communities. And this is an opportunity, also in a way, to I guess reminisce. Uh, in different eras, uh, bicycles were the main Absolutely. mode of transport. Mm. Um, and so it reconnects with their history as well. Um, and that's specifically why we looked at these particular items, because of the sensation it gives as if you are still involved in cycling mm. without cycling, mm. of course. You mm. have a pilot in the back who's actually um, uh, pushing doing the hard yeah, work, doing the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cycling. Uh, but it's also the connection then. So the pers- the people in the front, you know, the couple sharing stories uh, that allows the pilot also to add input. Mm-hmm. They don't go very fast, you know, uh, I guess the fastest they go, I think, is 20 kilometres, but that's not the aim of it. The aim of it is the experience um, to help people remain connected to their community. So we'll be looking at, uh, I guess, local rides as well, mm-hmm. um, but and also uh, to get in contact with nature, their environment, and a feeling of joy. So it's a it's a form of therapy in a way. I've just got this vision in my own mind, sitting here listening to you, uh, of you know, you know people with a smile on their face, yes. out in the fresh air, in the sunshine, listening to the birds and having the the breeze uh, flutter in their face as they they get uh, treadled past uh, you know a couple of gum trees and so forth. Just <laughs> That's beautiful. right. Yeah. And the beauty as well is that uh, the, our Glen site and our Hope Valley site, uh, there's a there's a trail basically that uh, connects connects both so we can look at having that go along linear park potentially and linking uh, residents from from hope valley to residents at glind because there's actually uh, family and loved ones uh, uh, at both sites so mm. this mm. is another form of remaining connected and yeah. and making our sites as one fantastic a great initiative uh, rob back to you the capri theater when's work due to start do you think well uh, we 
we hadn't planned because we weren't, we didn't think we were going to, <laughs> to get anything. So, so this was a pleasant surprise, was it? It was a very pleasant surprise. Uh, but um, having got now this morning gone on to the website and had a bit of a look and it looks like funding is due to be released um, through all the processes towards April time. So we'll probably, after the April school holidays, look at um, hitting the ground in, uh, in May. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Rachel, uh, what's the next step as far as people who have missed out this time around? Can I apply again? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we certainly encourage people who did did miss out this time around to go back and have a look at their application um, and, and definitely consider um, resubmitting it next year. Um, they might have get, had some feedback from the community through the comment section of the website about what people might have wanted to see for the project, so mm-hmm. they could certainly look at that. Um, and there's also... Obviously, other government opportunities, other funding opportunities. Um, local councils often have funding opportunities as well. And so we've got some resources there for, for people that weren't successful to direct them to some other avenues of funding as well. Okay, fantastic. There were 33,000 voters all up. 33,000 voters. That's a pretty good turnout, isn't it's, it? It's a really high number, yes. Yeah. Um, as, yeah, that's a fantastic result for the for the communities to mm. see how many people really wanted to support their local community projects. Okay, so the message is if you got uh, knocked out of the race this time, try again. Try again, yes. Next year. Next year. Fantastic. Well, uh, all the best with it, and um, I'm sure we'll uh, talk about it uh, when the time comes again next year. Early next year. Thanks, Thanks Alan. The website is? fundmyneighbourhood.sa.gov.au. And uh, just quickly, when is the next round? I'm, I know we mentioned it, but... I'll... Yes, um, so we haven't set an exact date yet, but we're saying May 2018. So um, go to the website, Um join our mailing list, and you'll be first informed when we have some dates. And does it does it have to be... I mean, there's, there's the price range, isn't there, of uh, between 10,000 uh, 10, and 150. Are there, are there any other criteria that I need to, to meet? So you did have to meet being a local resident. Um, you did have to nominate it in your local area. Um, the sponsoring organisation had to be an incorporated organisation or similar, somebody that the government can enter a grant agreement with. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a resident, you didn't need all those details to submit your idea. We were interested in ideas at the first phase and then progressing them through. Right, okay. Uh, so 20 million this round. 20 million this 20 round. 20 million next round. That's right. So there you go. Uh, not Don't miss out. Don't dilly-dally, would be the advice. Absolutely. And, gentlemen, I'm sure that uh, you're... Well, look, look at them sitting here with big grins on their faces. <laughs> eh? They're happy little veggie mites. And I can, I can see why, because it will make a, a difference, uh, uh, ba- basically, uh, uh to your residents and uh, their loved ones, and also, uh, Rob, uh, to all the uh, the people who, you know, enjoy the, the wonderful uh, magic of the Capri Theatre. Absolutely. Fantastic. Good on you. Thanks for coming in. Lovely to meet Thank you. you. Thanks, Alan. And that Thank website you. again... Uh, Fundmyneighbourhood.sa.gov.au Fantastic. Uh, Get on that website, have a look at what got up this year and start planning for next year.